0: Right, praise God, we have another um, prayer service. God blessed us with another Wednesday, amen? Let's give the praise and worship team a round of applause. And uh, the birthday celebrant was there, one of them at least, Brother Larry. Let's give him a round of applause. That line there on the first song, the la, 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 Larry, right there? no? No. <laughs> La, 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 Larry, right? (laughs) I was thinking that earlier. Anyway, thank you very much. Praise God. Um, Thank you for preparing our hearts. Um, Please turn your Bibles over to um, um, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4. Um, I think my sister has the scriptures. On the slides there, um, so Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, I'll be reading with the, under the New International Version, but then the verse 13, I'll be reading it under the, the Living Bible Version, okay? So let me begin. Uh, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Verse 13, he knows about everyone, everywhere. Everything about us is bare and wide open to all, to the all-seeing eyes of our living God. Nothing can be hidden from him to whom we must explain all that we have done. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for another day, another Wednesday that you have given to us to praise and worship you, Lord God, to gather. And now, Lord God, as we come uh, and study your word, we ask that you guide us, Father, with your Holy Spirit, that you bless us, Lord God, with the ministering words that you have for us tonight. And Father, help us to understand and accept whatever it is that you want us to to receive and however you want us to change our old thinking and our old ways, Father, in order for us to live for you and to glorify you with our lives, Lord God. Protect us, guide us, and bless us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. As um, we're still in our Wednesday service, we have our series, which is we entitled God Knows. We are now in our third week, and um, we're just always studying about God's omniscience, right? His all-knowing, that character of His. Now in our first Wednesday, we discussed in general the meaning of God knowing everything and then why we Christians should give this character of God and the truth about our God a great importance because it does benefit us a whole lot in our growth, in our walk with Him. In our second one, we discussed about God knowing everything, that that truth about Him should give us peace during the times of trouble and our difficulties in our lives. So tonight we will still continue in the essence of, of God's omniscience. Our, I entitled our message, he loves, uh, he loves and Forgives. If you guys can look at the, at the back for the title. <laughs> he Loves and Forgives. Um, um, knowing that God knows everything about us, our deepest thoughts, the surprising thing or the, the most amazing thing about that is that He still loves us. And he still forgives us. So the first point is um, God's word is alive. If you guys see on uh, verse 12 there, for whatever God says to us is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest dagger, cutting swift and deep into our innermost thoughts and desires with all their parts, exposing us for what we really are. You guys did you guys see that? Did you guys read that? Do we do we accept that God's word, the Bible, that's within our grasp, is the living word of the Lord, and that it is alive? Do you do you believe that? It is alive. It's alive. It's not moving. <laughs> if it moves, be scared. <laughs> but it means that when when those words are are read by you or when you hear it in a preaching or a message, or as you read it in your devotional, it's alive in the sense that it gives your spirit, your soul, the food that it's been looking for, and the water that it's been thirsting for, the drink that it's been thirsting for. It awakens our souls. Why? Because we are fed with a lot of dirt and mud. Things about the world is just depraving our souls depraving our minds correct you can, you can we can we can try we can try to um, we can try to fight it the only way to fight the 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 diet that the world is trying to give us which is against God's will is by reading God's word because it is active it is alive and its sole purpose is to renew our minds and to feed our souls to really give us that really give us that water that we've been thirsting for if we don't feed our souls with the word of god we will forever be longing for something we'll be forever be wanting if we're not going to turn to god we're going to turn to other things and we think those other things will fill our, our thirst but it will never fill our thirst there will always be a void it's a deep well of neediness but only God's Word. And it's alive. It's alive. Why? Because it's been written for many years ago. Many years ago. But up to now, 2022, it still very much relates to our lives. Amen? And God knows that. God knew it. Because of His all-knowing character, He knew that we, His people, in 2022, will still need His counsel. That we will need to read His verses, despite the computers. He knew computers were going to come out. But he knows that the written Bible is still very much needed. Why? Especially when your data's slow. <laughs> or when you don't have, a, you don't have your, your batteries out. You need your hard book Bible. Hopefully everybody has a Bible. Actually, it rem- that reminds me. Can we please grab two Bibles for Nirvana and Chris? Um, they need a Bible. <laughs> uh, thank you, Titorly. Uh, God's Word the Bible. Those words are in those verses, right? The verses that, the verses were just there for us to be able to look for it, right? So the, the Bible is written by many authors, 40 authors, 66 books, 40 authors. Everybody were in, were, was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So how can we believe that? It's the same thing that, that we believe that Jesus is 100% man and 100% God. It's the same way that we believe that Jesus walked on water. It's the same way that we believe that Jesus is alive, resurrecting from the dead. We believe that the the Bible that we're reading, that we have in our hands, is alive and is is inspired by the Word, by by the Holy Spirit. So it pays for us to really dive into our Word. Amen? Maybe, maybe. Um, Psalm 42. Verse 1 and 2 reads, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? That's a psalmist saying that nothing else can truly give him, satisfy his thirst other than the word of God. Christian, are you living that way? Are you approaching your Bible reading as if it's a must or else I will be depleted for the day? I'll be weak for the day. I will be not useful for God for the day. I will be lost for the day. I'll be hungry for the day if I don't read his word. Do you long for God's word that way or no? Do you see God's word as burdensome? Like, gosh, I don't know, man. I, I, have, I better read it because Joe's going to ask again if I read it. Right Now there's this, uh, the illustration here is, is uh, Terry Anderson. He was, uh, for seven years, he was held hostage from, uh, with, by the Shiite Muslim fundamentalist. Now he was a former reporter for the Associated Press, and he was taken captive and held as a political prisoner. And for seven terrible years, he was moved from location to location, Hidden successfully and sentenced to horrible loneliness. Can you imagine that? Before he was taken hostage, Anderson had given much thought to the matter of faith, but he didn't care about it. But in prison, he was allowed to have one book to have to read, and it was the Bible. Now he says here, constantly over the years, I found consolation and counsel in the Bible. I was given in the first few weeks. He wrote, after his ordeal ended, not other world, this is just a test kind of consolation, but comfort from the real, immediate voices of people who had suffered greatly, and in ways that seemed so close to what I was going through. I read the Bible more than 50 times, cover to cover, in the first few years. Imagine? Now, he wasn't given... He wasn't given a choice, right? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes maybe that's what we need. <laughs> it's hard. It's harsh for me to say it because I don't want it for myself. I don't want it for you, really. But this is just this is just to remind us the harsh rea- reality of this. We are freely given the privilege to read our Bible, correct? But we take it for granted why is that why is why are things that are free we take for granted for why are the things that we are easily we have easy access to we take for granted for how many of us have been to lake tahoe 12 times last year <laughs> no but it's one of the greatest locations right very much visited by the whole world but we take it for granted because it's an hour away correct we go to Seattle, twelve hours away on the drive. We go to Mexico. <laughs> but we, we have our own things and what we take it, we take it for granted. But the, the, the sad thing is that's human nature. Because it's easy, we take it for granted. Because a relationship with the Lord, with Jesus Christ in Christianity, it's easy. It's free. Grace is free. So we take it for granted. But when we were enslaved with our religion in the past, for those of us who grew up in a different faith, we, man, we would miss sleep during uh, Simbanga B, during Christmas time, right? And if you were a Catholic before, there was a a stretch of, I I believe, eight weeks or 12 weeks that you have to go to church in the middle of the night. But you have to complete it so your wish will come true. (laughs) Well, we happily did it. we would suffer, right? Like oh yeah, because we need something and we were made to believe that it was true. It was the only way that our lottery ticket will hit if we go if we go to the 12 weeks. Well you know, but Christian church, you know now that you're saved by grace, you go to church, you know times 515 on Sunday, saved by grace. welcome part. they're gonna take about 15 minutes. So I can start getting ready at 5.15. They're going to sing. I think there's going to be a testimony. So either I can be late for an hour and not miss Joe. Or be at Joe's closing prayer. (laughs) Because we're saved by grace. We we take it for granted. But at work, one late, if you have three lates, you're going to be fired. Are you going to be late on the fourth time? No. No. Because you don't want to be fired. But because here at church, you take it for granted. Same with the Bible reading. Again, we believe that that's God's word. It's a living word of God, and everything in it will help us. It will counsel us. It will tell us the wrong things that we're doing. It's going to affirm us of the right things that we're doing. It's true. It's God's, God's way of speaking to us, and we confess and we profess that we love God, but we take it for granted. We can't even give a five whole minutes of full concentration, but we read posts on Facebook that last for 15 minutes about a joke, <laughs> right? So Christians, I think it's about time that we really turn our ways, right? We, we remove our sentimentality from the world and move our love and dedication to a real thing, which is if we believe that God's word is what feeds our soul, we have to give it real dedication and we have to be Dedicated to it. The word is dedicated, right? We have to commit. Second point, God knows everything. God knows everything. Why is this so important again? Because it will help us, right? It will help us. Now, in the beginning, there's another part here. In the ending of verse 12, it it read, It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, which is the Bible, right? And then verse 13 says, He knows about everyone, speaking of God. He knows about everyone, everywhere. Everything about us is bare and wide open to the all-seeing eyes of our living God. Nothing can be hidden from Him to whom we must explain all that we have done. Doesn't this scare you? (laughs) It scares me. It concerns me. It tells me, why? Because if we're all going to be honest, not all of our thoughts are holy. Not all of our excuses are going to be approved by the Lord. Bless you. It's concerning because it's embarrassing. Doesn't isn't that true? If if someone truly knows everything about you, isn't that? Like going naked, like completely, physically and, and figuratively. And many times that's not, that's, that's embarrassing, isn't it? Because if we're all going to admit it and if we're all going to be honest, we're not perfect. We are not perfect. Because our holy and, lo- but, but the, the amazing thing about this is, our holy and loving God knows all of that. But despite that, he loves and continues to forgive us. Is that amazing? This is why it's 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 a great need for us to know that God knows. Well, Pastor, I, I'm just embarrassed. I I just knowing that the things that I said wasn't really what I, I intended in my heart. There's not really my intention of my heart. That's embarrassing. I don't like that truth. It doesn't matter if you don't like it. <laughs> A lot about the truth about the Lord we're probably not going to like because our human nature does not agree because our sinful nature is not in line with God. But you know what, Christian? Again, everything about God has nothing to do with us. All the truth about Him has nothing to do with us. We need to adjust our lives and ourselves and our thinking on how and who God is. It's not the other way around. No matter how our, our government tries to convince us or the society tries to convince us that we need to find a God that suits our happiness or suits our ways, that's not, that's not the way it goes. The living God is who is written down in the Bible. The living God knows Everything about your flaws, about your mistakes, about your constant lies, about the things that you are insecure about, God knows it, but still, God loves you despite that. Our failures that we cannot remove, that we're we're having a struggle with, the things that we do behind closed doors, God says He forgives us with with all of that. Isn't that refreshing? Isn't that a refreshing truth about who God is? Him knowing? Look at Psalm 8.4. What is man that you think of him? And a son of man that you are concerned about him? Don't you find yourself asking that? Who am I, Lord that you give effort to try to constantly know me to want to be intimate with me to want for for to bless me even to even give me a second thought do you remember when you were in when we were all younger <laughs> and then your crush in high school will give you a second take doesn't that give you the like butterflies like oh yeah I think she t- took a second look at me. Or the fact that they'll say your name and you're like, you know my name? <laughs> right? That, that crush of yours that you like, it freezes you, you freeze up, you see them, you're like, uh, I, I, I. all of a sudden you're speaking in tongues. So you're like, <laughs> because you can't, it, they freeze you, they matter so much to you. And then they give you, they give you a minute Hey, come Kumain Kanaba. I love you. <laughs> you know, like they just gave you, a, just, just gave you a, a question. This that's God, the God of the universe, that doesn't need us at all, that knows all about our flaws, about our mistakes, over and over again, loves us, gives us not just a second, not just a minute but gave us His Son. He gave us His life on the cross so that we can have a relationship with Him that is constantly gracious to us, merciful to us every day. You made a mistake yesterday. Guess what today? He still loves you. You made a mistake last uh, a minute ago. Guess what? God loves you. I read a quote that says, no matter how far you've gone away from God, it only takes one step to go back to Him. Because it's us who's running, around, running away from him. But he's always right next to us. That's how much he loves us. Now here's an illustration about knowing. Always knowing. Oh, there's a, the, the, the living Bible version of, um, of this is, I cannot understand how you can bother with mere puny man to pay any attention to him. That's the other version. There you go. All right. Doesn't that make it more real? And here's an illustration. You know, uh, ABC News reported in Philadelphia that police canine units have been used to sniff out bad guys. The the dogs. Right Um, when we went to Mexico and we came back, those canines were all over us and uh, our packages because I don't know maybe we took home some weed. (laughs) So the canine units, you know, have they would sniff out bad guys and drugs and all types of evidence. But now apparently, Utah is using a dog to locate high tech porn. Imagine a dog that can sniff. Horn in your computer. Mm. His name this I grabbed this. this. I don't know if it's real. His name is URL. URL pronounced Earl. Earl can sniff out SD cards, thumb drives, and external hard drives and phones. A useful tool for detectives involved in internet crimes. The dog is one of nine certified electronic detection canines in the country. Imagine, now if God can make a dog that can smell out that can smell out what has been hidden on a hard drive, he can smell out what has been hidden in your heart. Right? Because God created that dog. Now there is nothing we do, say or think that is hidden from God, church. But despite that, God loves us. But despite that, God constantly forgives us. Isn't that amazing? I think it's amazing. Third point. He loves and forgives. The the whole essence of our message tonight. And in verse 13, again, it reads, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we must give an account. Knowing that he knows and that knowing that he knows that we don't make the right decisions all the time. Knowing that he knows that we don't make... (laughs) That we don't do the right things all the time. Knowing that he knows that we're not always loving to him and to our neighbors all the time. Knowing that he knows all of our sins... Yet he still loves and forgives us in spite of all of that. Should be an amazing thought to a Christian. Amen? Jeremiah 16 to 17 reads, My eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from me. Nor is their sin concealed from my eyes. Now, men, married men especially, or men that want to be in relationship with women, you have to buy these shades here. Why do you need shades as a man? Because a new study published in the Journal of Molecular Molecular Psychiatry has reported women are more likely to have a mind-reading gene mutation that gives them the ability to... Ability to read a person's thoughts and emotions by looking at their eyes. The scientists found that the genetic variants on chromosome 3 in women are associated with their ability to read the mind in the eyes, known as cognitive empathy. The new This new study demonstrates that Empathy is partly genetic, but we should not lose sight of other important social factors such as early upbringing and postnatal experience, said Professor Bergeron. Now, this new study just might boost the sale of men's sunglasses, right? (laughs) Or just text your wife. (laughs) I need to talk to you about something. You know what? Text me. Now, I'm not sure whether I believe these new findings. Uh, I mean, seriously, if women really could read their husbands' minds, the result will not be cognitive empathy. It will be cognitive death. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a only, it's a good thing only God knows that actual thoughts that go through our minds. Amen? It's, it's a good thing that only God knows it why because we tend to make excuses for ourselves right so anna lu gave me permission to share this so she we've shared it before that during midnight i love to snack you know chips candy dried mangoes <laughs> if i have it chocolate i don't know whatever i can grab in our pantry and whenever anna sees this she says you know, you're so irresponsible with your health. She says that. You're not taking care of yourself. You're so unhealthy. Like really like putting it down on me. But then when she does it, (laughs) and mind you, she does it too. I'll say, oh, sweetheart. Chocolates at one o'clock in the morning. And you know what she says? I'm craving, (laughs) okay? I have cravings, you won't know about women's cravings. <laughs> so when it's me, it's irresponsible. When it's her, it's cravings. <laughs> See, that's why it's good that it's only God who really knows everything. Because we won't know how to handle. Right? We won't know how to handle it. We won't know how to handle it when somebody says, hello, but then they're saying, Oh, Mama Taika, now you're like, What? What did I do to you? Right? We don't, we, we don't know how to handle it. That's why God didn't give it to us. I'm sorry. So it's um, nothing. It is a good thing that only God knows the actual thoughts that go through our minds. Maybe that isn't such a good thing. Not if we have anything we would prefer to hide. Right? Because there are things that we r- would rather not share. Again, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we must give account. That last part I want us to remember. As we bring everything to prayer all the time, as we read God's Word all the time, we have to understand that all of our actions and inactions, deeds, words, we're all going to have to give an account to God. And He really knows the intentions behind the action. So what does that tell us? We need to really purify ourselves in the eyes of God and ask for His help to truly do what we need to do and to really feel, to really have that in our heart. Amen? But that will only happen if we understand that despite of all our imperfections, God constantly loves us and constantly forgives us. Amen? Amen. Let's close in prayer. Thank you for your patience. Father, we thank you for your message for us. We thank you for knowing, despite knowing everything about us, Father, you still love us and you still forgive us. Father, only you and you alone can truly handle that truth about us. And we're so grateful, Lord God, that you are that God and you love us. Father, help us, Father, to live for you. Help us, Lord God. Give us the strength, Lord God, to truly do and mean what we say. Father, help us to truly live for you and love you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. All these we ask in your son's sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all the Lord's people said, amen, amen. amen. Let's.